Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You are entering the news vault from KCBS Radio. Flames and the smoke. I have a tape recorder in my hand. Now nobody would think of doing that. Newsmen were blocking the door. It worked for a couple of seconds. Bringing the sounds of history back to life. Here is your host, Stan Bunger. And this time around, we wrap up a four-part series of episodes of the News Vault podcast that focus on what happened in San Francisco in August of 1981, the famous financial district natural gas leak, which caused thousands of people to flee their jobs in the financial district as the gas came out of the ground for quite some time. And the evacuees included the entire staff of KCBS, everybody in the newsroom, everybody in the on-air studios, the sales staff, everybody had to leave that 32nd floor facility, and they had to do so by walking down 32 flights of stairs. Famously, the elderly California U.S. Senator S.I. Hayakawa, who was being interviewed in the radio studios at the time, was one of those who had to make that long march down the stairs. The next morning, the station had returned to its facilities. Al Hart, the lead anchor at the time during the morning broadcast, Ken Ackerman joined him at the anchor desk. And as an added bonus, when we wrap up this piece, this chunk is the 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. hour, we'll give you the sounds of beat check. Those who listen to KCBS uh, in that era may well remember that a few times a day, if memory serves, it was at 8.06 a.m., 12.06 p.m., and 5.06 p.m., the station would air a quick roundup of top headlines from each of the reporters working on that day part. And it was called Beat Check. In two or three minutes, you could basically hear everything that KCBS was airing or working on. It was a sort of double-edged sword from a radio programming perspective. Yes, it made for great radio listening, but it also sort of told an audience, you don't need to stick around to hear much more. You can go ahead and consider yourself informed. At the end of the day, radio stations exist to keep people listening. And what Beatcheck actually did was tell people, you've heard everything we have. You don't need to come back. So with that out of the way, this is the final episode of our series of uh, segments regarding the 1981 natural gas leak, the 7 to 8 a.m. hour on the morning of August 26, 1981, on KCBS, followed by the 8.06 a.m. beat check from that day. The audio is from a collection of radio air checks assembled by the late Bay Area radio engineer, Mike Schweitzer. Voyager 2 develops a problem after flying past Saturn. Sadat and Begin agree to resume talks on Palestinian autonomy. Reagan's military and budget advisors meeting in California. Good morning. This is Dallas Townsend with the CBS World News Roundup. 
The flyby of Saturn appeared to be perfect. But a few hours after last night's event, a malfunction developed aboard outward-bound Voyager 2. David Dow reports from Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena. After a flawless mission and just after a successful flyby of Saturn, the Voyager 2 spacecraft has developed a problem. The announcement came early this morning from Esker Davis, Voyager project manager. We do have a problem on board the Voyager 2 spacecraft. Uh, as most of you know, uh, about 12 midnight uh, Pacific Daylight Time, the spacecraft came out from behind the planet. We recovered the signal as we expected, essentially on time, and we had no evidence of problems. However, we had no data. This was signal only, carrier only. And it was some 33 minutes later that the spacecraft data began to arrive here on the ground. The scan platform is the apparatus that points several of Voyager's data-gathering instruments, including its cameras. Project officials don't know why it isn't working properly, and they won't be able to troubleshoot the problem until they play back the data recorded aboard Voyager during its Saturn flyby. That will take several hours. In the meantime, images continue coming back the billion miles from Voyager, but they are blurry, washed-out patches of space. The scan platform of Voyager 1, this craft's sister ship, also had a problem early in its mission to Jupiter. But it was quickly corrected when iron filings were found to be clogging its rotating track. David Dow, CBS News at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena. Earlier, as they examined the data from Voyager 2, Chief Scientist Edward Stone said, the closer we look, the more puzzling things are. If airline cutbacks have changed your travel plans this summer, now is the time for you to discover the comfort, the convenience, and the economy of Greyhound. Greyhound offers fast, trouble-free service to more places more often than anyone else. Best of all, Greyhound has frequent departures from San Francisco to Los Angeles, Sacramento, and Reno. You'll be surprised how fast Greyhound can get you there with a full schedule of daily departures to all these destinations and more. There's no delay, no need for reservations, you just sit back and relax. And to help make your summer travel even more worry-free, they're ready with equipment, drivers, and staff. Now more than ever, Greyhound can save you time, save you money, save you trouble. So if the airline cutbacks have affected your travel plans, don't hassle with driving. Go Greyhound. Call Greyhound today for complete schedules, and don't forget to ask about their many special discounts and excursion fares. Next trip, leave your car at home and leave your troubles behind. Go Greyhound. Leave the driving to them. KCBS News Time, three minutes past seven o'clock, 56 degrees in the city. Israeli Prime Minister Menachem Begin and Egyptian President Anwar Sadat this morning agreed to resume negotiations on Palestinian autonomy. They made the announcement at a joint news conference in Alexandria. First Begin, then Sadat. This is the simple agreement between us. That suggestion was made. It was agreed upon. And I suppose it's a very positive development. Whenever we reach agreement between Egypt, Israel, and the United States upon the full autonomy, we shall be, Premier Begin and me, we shall be asking officially King Hussein to join with us after we sign the agreement. The talks that Begin and Sadat referred to aimed at formulating a plan on autonomy for Palestinians in the West Bank and Gaza Strip areas are scheduled to resume September 23rd after Begin's meeting in Washington with President Reagan. CBS News correspondent Mitchell Krauss in Alexandria has more on the autonomy talks. 
The talks will begin with a review of past efforts and move on to the drafting of a set of principles. A key problem is that Bagan has said autonomy applies to the inhabitants of the West Bank, not to the territory. Therefore, Bagan views autonomy as a way to block an independent Palestinian state, while Sadat defines it as leading eventually to that end. Also at stake are questions as to what happens to the water supplies. Most of the Israeli water supply comes from the West Bank. And what happens to communications and territorial integrity for land that was owned by Jordan before Israel took over the West Bank. All this adds up to a long series of negotiations and perhaps several more summits before the issue is settled, if it ever is. Mitchell Krause, CBS News, Alexandria. Last week, President Reagan sent his chief military and budget advisors back to the drawing board to reconcile his twin goals of rebuilding the nation's defenses and balancing the budget in 1984. Today in Santa Barbara, as we hear from Neil Strausser, those advisors begin the reconciling process. Higher interest rates and other economic factors are driving up administration estimates of the cuts necessary to balance the budget by 1984. And that increases the pressure on Defense Secretary Weinberger today as he and Budget Director Stockman meet with Counselor Edwin Meese on the defense budget for 1983 and 84. Budget officials say the administration must find as much as $40 billion instead of the originally estimated $30 billion in cuts in 1983 and at least that much more in 84 to balance the budget. Taking all that from non-defense spending, they say, would be exceptionally difficult. So Stockman will argue for a slowdown in the rate of planned increases in defense spending. The administration has been committed to a 7% a year real increase in defense spending, but Stockman will suggest the increase could be based on this year's lower budget rather than next year's, keeping the commitment but reducing the overall increase. Officials here are now also saying the 7% figure was only a cap. The increase could be lower. Spokesman Larry Speaks denies a policy change, but another official says it is a way of preparing the semantic ground for a somewhat lower track of defense spending. Neil Strauser, CBS News, with the Presidential Party in Santa Barbara. Directors of the Screen Actors Guild in New York last night rebuffed efforts to revoke the president's honorary union card because of his dismissal of striking air traffic controllers. The vote was 21 to 1. The same action was taken earlier by the union's Hollywood board. I was shopping in my favorite department store the other day when the elevator I was in stopped between notions and lingerie. Naturally, everyone expressed concern, and I could understand why. After all, it was nearly 3 o'clock. Sensing their panic, I thought a few reassuring words would be appropriate. So I told them not to worry, because Crocker Bank would be open until later. I added Crocker Opens early, too. This seemed to work, because they turned their attention to me. Should the worst come, I said, Crocker Automated Tellers were on the job daily till 1 a.m., and I couldn't imagine anyone having business with a bank after 1 o'clock in the morning that couldn't wait until 6 a.m. when Crocker Automated Tellers opened again. Well, this certainly had its effect because everyone was quiet now. At which point the elevator moved and the doors opened, allowing my fellow shoppers quickly to evacuate the car. I called after them not to hurry. There was probably a Crocker Bank open right around the corner. Crocker Bank, doing more for your business. Member FDIC. Eight minutes past seven. The medfly infestation appears to be spreading again in California. Jerry Bowen reports from Los Angeles. The war of the flies may have come to Southern California, some 400 miles from the six northern counties where the fruit pest has been discovered and is the subject of intense eradication programs. Five of the fruit flies were found in the backyard of a private residence in Baldwin Park 
in the Los Angeles metropolitan area. Lab technicians should determine today if the flies are fertile or part of the millions of sterile flies released in the effort to battle the fruit-destroying insect. California's Governor Jerry Brown, for whom the fly is fast becoming a political albatross, promised quick action if necessary. We have a very quick system, and this is something that people ought to understand. You don't spray until you see some reason to spray. Uh, and when we see a fly through our fly traps and our, our other detection methods, then we uh, respond in 24 hours, and we've been doing that for several weeks. The finding of the fruit flies in Los Angeles came as the Japanese, a major importer of California fruit, held firm to the demand that all fruit from the state be fumigated or refrigerated before it is shipped for export, a move that will certainly cost growers millions of dollars. Jerry Bowen, CBS News, Los Angeles. This is Bob Anderson in Tokyo. For a week, Japan has refused to accept any California fruit, insisting it be fumigated. After five days of bargaining, America gave in. Now all California fruit will have to be specially treated before leaving for Japan. American negotiators maintained that fruit outside the medfly areas was safe, but the embargo was costing farmers and shippers almost a million dollars a day. Japan is America's biggest citrus importer, and the chief U.S. negotiator here, John Ford, says next month the U.S. will again urge Japan to reconsider. We are not going to let this issue rest. We're going to continue to press Japan on it because we feel it is very important uh, as a precedent for our entire export program worldwide. The head of Sunkist in Tokyo says fumigating will be expensive and will take weeks to set up. Bob Anderson, CBS News, Tokyo. We're doing it all right, all right, the only way we know. We're doing it all right, all right, AMC Jeep Redone. Dealers have all the right cars and the right price with right on service too. We're doing it all right, all right, all right for you. Your California AMC Jeep Renault dealers are doing it all right with their big summer clearance on Jeep CJs and new Scramblers. For a limited time, a factory incentive program lets dealers buy for less and sell for less. See the Jeep Scrambler with four-wheel drive and five-foot cargo box and the tough four-wheel drive CJ, the head of its class in economy. Your California AMC Jeep Renault dealers' prices are all right. Buy today. See your California AMC Jeep Renault dealer today. Good morning from KCBS News Radio. I'm Al Hart. Ken Ackerman's here, and we're going to be talking to Dr. Richard Wade of Cal OSHA in just a moment, and Dr. Mervyn Silverman, our, the Director of City Health, uh, after that. And we'll be covering uh, the whole story of uh, what is happening out there. By the way, everybody, come back to work. Yep, the uh, emergency is over. They've cleaned up the streets. Everything is all right. Come back to your office and uh, pick up those things you left on your desk yesterday. Now, to pick up on traffic, here's Chris Retchard. We still have the traffic signals out of order all along Highway 236 along Great America Parkway at Lafayette at 1st Street. No traffic signals on 237 this morning. In San Francisco, uh, Sacramento Street still closed between Front and Sansom. That means the Muni's number 55 Sacramento line is turning around at Sacramento and Kearney. The rest of the Muni is running right on time.
time, including the California Street cable car. Golden Gate Transit detouring a little because of this uh, road closure in the city, but not detouring very much. All right, thank you, Chris. It is now 56 degrees in the city at 12 minutes past 7. Here's Ken Ackerman. Al Cruz have been out all night here in San Francisco in our financial district near the Embarcadero Center cleaning up yesterday afternoon's gas rupture. Thousands of people had to be evacuated shortly after a construction crew accidentally drilled into a gas line filled with natural gas and the carcinogen PCB. San Francisco's public health director, Dr. Mervyn Silverman, says there were a couple of things he's worried about. Well, you had two problems. One was the gas itself, and people who were exposed may have been a little dizzy, have headaches, uh, uh, maybe a little nauseated, and what they uh, should have done, and I think everyone did, is get out to where there's good ventilation, and especially outside. The second problem, and the more serious problem, especially since there was no explosion, the more serious problem is the PCB, uh, that was also in those pipes, uh, in the pipe that burst. And Dr. Silverman has been right on top of that this morning. Tests done early this morning indicate that the PCB level and the residue still left on the streets is below the danger level. He's down there right now walking around, checking to make things, uh, make sure that things are safe, and he'll be in our studios momentarily. On the news line right now, Dr. Richard Wade of Cal OSHA, who has also had a very uh, busy afternoon yesterday and uh, this evening and early this morning. And good morning to you, Dr. Wade. What's the situation right now? Well, the situation is the city health department is reviewing Dr. Silverman, looking at the situation to make a determination whether the city is going to allow the area to be reopened so that people can get back to work. It's my understanding that most of the cleanup has gone on as scheduled. Uh, crews were there through the night. The levels uh, were low for PCBs to begin with, and the cleanup uh, should be effective to reduce the exposure of people to PCBs. Now, there were all kinds of people who were sort of uh, standing around watching during yesterday's events when uh, the gas was blowing out and that oily residue was falling on their clothing and on their bodies and on uh, cars in the area. Uh, first of all, what should they do about their clothing and uh, shoes and things of that nature? Well, again, the levels of PCBs, although we clearly did find PCBs in the oil, were relatively low. We are recommending that people who had noticeable soiling of their clothes or got stains or the mist from the oil wetted the surface of the clothes, that they put those clothes in bags. Uh, PG&E, is my understanding today, will be making an announcement of where people can bring those clothes. Likewise, people who walk through the area where the oil was contaminating the lobby to Embarcadero Center as well as the streets should put the shoes in bags, uh, and again, PG&E will be receiving these materials. Now, this is something we should be very certain to do. It's not something you can put a new coat of shoe polish on there and uh, get rid of it. Now, one of the real problems with PCBs and the uh, oils is that they will be absorbed into the clothing uh, or into the shoes, and it's really impossible to remove them. People should not wash their clothes if there's visible signs of contamination because all it'll do is rub off and contaminate all the other clothes. And one of the problems with PCBs is that although we don't expect any immediate effect, once PCBs get into the body, you never get rid of them. Uh, there's no way that the body has of eliminating them, so you carry them around for life. So that's why we're asking people to be cautious, to remove areas of clothing from them uh, and shoes that might have become contaminated. All right, now there's uh, another item, too. Uh, so many cars were doused with uh, that oily substance yesterday. What's to happen to them? Uh, they have been decontaminated through the night. Uh, they've been steam cleaned uh, to remove the oily substance from them. There shouldn't be any problem with the cars that were in the area once they've been decontaminated. All right, and uh, about cars that were in garages, are they safe or have they also been cleaned? Uh, 
the garages underneath the Embarcadero, the residues were were not really significant in that area, but certainly cars on the street within the cordoned off area uh, did have to be decontaminated, as did a number of the ambulances who took people to the hospital who were injured uh, early on in the incident. Dr. Wade, thank you very much for joining us again this morning. Dr. Richard Wade of Cal OSHA, who has uh, been on the scene yesterday and during the night and early this morning, uh, checking on uh, health measures here in San Francisco in the Financial District. Now, let's go to Jerry Wilcox, who is out on the streets of San Francisco in the Financial District. And what's the latest, Jerry? The latest, Al, is that Dr. Mervyn Silverman, the city health director, uh, has been taking a tour, as we indicated before, of this area, checking on the uh, debris that's left in the, sea, in the streets, the... Uh, the liquid debris and the sand and so forth. He said he wanted all that cleaned up uh, before he reopened Battery Street or uh, Sacramento Street. Those streets are still cordoned off. And the latest development is that as he was walking around making his inspection, he was swinging by Harrington's on uh, Front Street, and Mrs. Leo Harrington came out and complained rather vociferously that she had tried to get PG&E work crews uh, all during the night to clean up some uh, oily material, presumably containing PCB, off the uh, sidewalk, uh, apparently on both sides of the street on Front Street. And she said the cleaning crews ignored her and the stuff was never touched. It's kind of a black, uh, somewhat oily looking material. It is on the sidewalks. Uh, she collared Dr. Silverman. He took a look and said, okay, we're gonna close down Front Street and, uh, and clean this up. So now Front Street between Sacramento and California has been closed down as well, and it could take another hour or so at least to, uh, to reopen that. Now, Jerry, uh, so some of these streets in the immediate vicinity are still closed, but uh, the area is open for people to return to their jobs today, and I think that's the thing that's uh, concerning a lot of people. They can come back and get into the buildings, and that part is okay. It's just that some of those streets are closed, like the Front Street area you mentioned, right? That's affirmative, Al. Dr. Silverman says people can come back into the area, they can go to their jobs, but he does not want them to go inside the cordoned-off area. Uh, there is still this uh, sandy, absorbent material on the streets, and if you walk in that, then you might as well say goodbye to the pair of shoes that you're wearing. He says you should uh, get rid of that pair of shoes. So people are, in fact, uh, walking around this area now, but they are keeping them out of the cordoned-off areas here. So you can still get to your office, but uh, do not walk inside that cordoned off area. All right. Thank you very much. Jerry Wilcox, who uh, throughout the morning has been checking on the streets in the immediate vicinity of that uh, break in the gas pipe yesterday. Whew, boy, what a mess. What a mess. And they're still cleaning it up. And despite the fact they've been working all through the uh, late afternoon yesterday and all through the night and morning hours today. But come on back. It's okay to come to work. Just avoid those streets that the police have cordoned off. That's the only thing we have to warn you about. I see you're wearing your $87 shoes. <laughs> nice uh, These shoes are gone as soon as I get out of here, I guess so. Well, that's too bad. I just hope they don't take my car and destroy it, which was on Battery Street. I'd hate to come out and find an empty spot where my car used to be, but uh, the crews have been cleaning those cars that were contaminated with that oily residue. They've been steam cleaning them, and uh, they should be uh, perfectly all right. 56 degrees in the city. Back to Ken. And Al, there are other environmental problems we can talk about. An industrial area in Santa Rosa's downtown. That was evacuated briefly yesterday when a mobile oil corporation gas tanker exploded and then started a fire. Santa Rosa Fire Department officials say it is not known what caused that blast.
blast. The blaze threatened two nearby gasoline storage tanks. And uh, insurance adjusters still have no dollar estimate on the damage in an industrial fire in an area of South San Francisco from a silicon tetrachloride spill. This was on Friday. John Challoran, who is regional claims manager for Wasso Insurance Company, said his firm has received surprisingly few claims so far. The ones causing the most concern, he said, are automobiles that were parked close to the chemical leak. Some of these are unable to be used because the windows are etched with acid. Oh, boy. KCBS News Time, 20 minutes past 7 o'clock. Marcy, I thought your seminar on tax-free bonds was magnificent. Now I at least know what questions to ask my broker. I'm glad it helped. And thanks for asking those questions. You helped make the seminar work. Listen, I have another question, something maybe you could help with. What's that? Well, I just moved here, and I'm looking for health insurance. Do you know a good company? Are you sure you want insurance? What do you mean? Well, just like investing, there are different ways to do things. For myself, I don't have insurance. I have Blue Shield of California. Well, what's the difference? Plenty. Blue Shield is a statewide health care service plan. They don't just pay the bills, they help control costs. Here's an example. They have over 24,000 physician members who agree to accept Blue Shield's payment as payment in full for all their covered services. That means lower cost to you. It's like having an option to buy stock at a lower than market price. Well, that sounds good, but what about a serious or catastrophic illness or injury? Blue Shield plans offer up to $1 million in lifetime benefits. Oh, that is impressive. I think I'll call Blue... Uh... Remember, it's Blue Shield. Blue Shield makes the difference. KCBS News Time, 721, and we'll get to business news in one minute. You've been looking for a small personal computer for your business, but with each passing day, you've become more and more confused. Nikon, the high-technology electronics store, ends your confusion with the introduction of the newest innovation in personal computers. It's the Osborne One, establishing the new price-performance ratio in the industry. The new Osborne One from Nikon is portable, weighs in at only 27 pounds, can be plugged in anywhere, and includes a built-in monitor, 64K memory, two floppy drives, and a full business keyboard. Five standard software packages are included, with such things as word processing, mailing, and SuperCalc electronic spreadsheet. The price, an unbelievable $1,795. Just $1,795 for tomorrow's products today. See for yourself the most dramatic new computer on the market at Nikon. Whatever your business, our business can help you grow. Call or visit us at 4500 El Camino Real, Los Altos, just north of San Antonio Road. Nikon. 722, the market's open for business and at the Pacific Stock Exchange with a report. Here's Hutch. And, Al, you should not fret. We're going to have all those shoes, all of them, bronze. Thank you. <laughs> and put on a special memorial mantelpiece for you. Oh, boy. Thank you. U.S. <laughs> you have one important number out of Washington. U.S. business productivity showed a revised rise of seven-tenths of one percent. That's a rise in the second quarter. Earlier, we had a report that the productivity had fallen by nine-tenths of one percent. So that's a good number to work with. Gold in London, we have that afternoon price now for 14 an ounce, so gold is up 425 on the day. The Dow on the rise, up two points this morning at 903.82. Gainers lead losers about five to three, and the volume 4,500,000 shares. Ray Hutchinson from the Pacific Stock Exchange. He was the most beautiful general who ever lived at all. Blue-eyed man with long golden hair named George Armstrong Custer. And on a hot June day in 1876, he led his 7th Cavalry along a dry Montana ridge. His scouts reported many teepees, many horses below, and he laughed. He galloped down into the valley of the little big boy. He paused to take one last drink, 
from a dusty canteen, and then Custer spoke. It's good, but it's not... Perrier! For the last time, the gallant general was right. There is but one Perrier. It's only natural, cold, crackling, deeply thirst-quenching Perrier. The most refreshing drink under the sun, Perrier. It's only natural. 724, we're going to hear a report from Wilson Van Alst, who was on the scene all day yesterday during the uh, events in the financial district when that gas line blew. That'll be coming up in just one minute from right now. If you own a home that needs the protection of a top-quality paint job, there's only one name you should know, and that's Elgato. That's right, the one and only Elgato painting. They have painted thousands of homes, and their reputation just keeps on building. Why the fantastic growth of Elgato? Top quality from real pros. Premium Kelly Moore paint. And price? Well, imagine. Elgato will paint a one-story home from as low as $550, a two-story home from $875. And this includes Elgato's 21-step pre-paint preparation method, so obviously larger homes will cost more, but the value is the same. So if your home or commercial building needs an exterior paint job, your best bet is to call the pros at Elgato. Remember, premium Kelly Moore paint, experienced bonded craftsman, and 21-step pre-paint preparation method to assure you the finest paint job. Phone for a free estimate. Home or commercial buildings, the one and only Elgato in San Jose and Peninsula area phone books in Costa, uh, Contra Costa County phone information. Here, this is KCBS News Radio. I'm Al Hart. Here's Ken Ackerman. You pay taxes there. You should pronounce it. I know. I should be able to <laughs> say the words. Okay. Well, I can't think of anybody who can best tell the uh, gas uh, disaster story better than uh, Wilson Van Alst, who is on duty not only in our studios here at KCBS, but Van, you're out with the Guernseys of the transmitter site, I understand, too, for a while. That happened for a while yesterday, too, Ken. We try to answer all those journalistic questions about this, the what and the where and the when and the why, and I think by now most of the people in San Francisco know what and where. We had a major gas leak at the intersection of uh, Sacramento and Battery Streets yesterday that forced the evacuation of tens of thousands of people from the local office buildings. As to when it happened, well, at 1.06 yesterday afternoon, Lila Peterson was just opening her program, the KCBS Magazine. I'm Lila Peterson, the KCBS News Magazine. My guest, Senator S.I. Hayakawa. If you can hear that noise behind me, it sounds like a huge blowtorch. There's some construction going on outside, and that's what that is. Every, every now and then we hear strange sounds on the news magazine. It's courtesy of the construction people across the way. And there was no way at that point that Lila could tell what was happening, but we started to get word that evacuation of the building was going to take place, that there was possibly a broken gas main down below us. Lila Peterson tried to keep her show on the air, and then finally the word came that everybody should be evacuated. We have to uh, um, just, uh, stop programming for a few minutes here at KCBS San Francisco. We'll be back on the air uh, shortly. We are evacuating the building. We are hearing right now, Lila, that uh, there is perhaps a broken gas main at the intersection of Sacramento and Battery Streets. We are hearing a very loud noise outside our studio windows right now, and uh, building intercom personnel or building security personnel are on the intercom telling people to evacuate one Embarcadero Center at this point. They are telling people, if they happen to be listening to the radio now, that they should go to the north side of the building. The south side of the building apparently is very much in danger at this hour because of what we believe to be a broken gas main, a gas main that is uh, sending... That it's that Tons tremendous that, uh, noise that yes. we hear outside. It sounds like a jet engine. Okay, we are going to depart right away. The senator has already left. Wilson Van Alst, do you have anything more to say, Van? Uh, that's all we know so far. Fire department uh, personnel are responding. They are saying to everyone to get out of the area of play and battery, to leave that area alone for at least three or four blocks in every direction. 
And again, the intersection properly should have been Sacramento and Battery Streets. That evacuation was completed. All of this ended with no major catastrophe as far as we know so far. But what we don't know in all of this are a couple of very important whys. First of all, why was that pneumatic drill operating in the area of the gas main in the first place? In every construction site I know of, every precaution is taken to try and keep exactly this kind of accident from happening. We're going to have to figure out what went wrong in this one. The second important question that we still have to find an answer for, and that is why were those PCBs, or the oil containing the PCBs, why was that in the gas lines in the first place? How did this uh, chemical contamination add to what uh, was a potential catastrophe in terms of the gas leak itself yesterday in San Francisco? And those are the questions Van is going to be pursuing throughout the morning, throughout the day here on uh, KCBS News Radio. Thank you so much, Van, and again, congratulations yesterday on the job. Really well done. All right, now, uh, Jerry Wilcox has been on the streets of San Francisco in the uh, immediate area where the uh, disaster occurred yesterday. He is, has Dr. Mervyn Silverman, our city's director of health, with him. And, uh, Jerry, what does the doctor have to say? Dr. Silverman has just closed off Front Street. That's the latest development. Dr. White. Because the sidewalks, for some reason, they missed the sidewalks on both sides of Front Street down to the alley of... Uh, and so that, that area has not been cleaned even originally. All the other areas have probably been cleaned at least twice. So we're blocking this off so no one carries this uh, PCB on their shoes and carries it around with them. And you're finding that you have it to stand here and act as a uh, policeman yourself to keep people off the sidewalk. Why is that? Well, unfortunately, I think this is about the time when the policemen change shifts. So they're, I think they're just sort of changing the guard and they've got to bring the uh, cordon tape that they use. And since uh, they're not here with it, I'm standing here uh, keeping people from walking down the street. So what's your time estimate on when we're going to reopen all these cordoned off areas? Well, I had said about an hour, but I, I think it's probably going to be closer to two hours. It's a matter of getting not only the equipment in, the equipment that cleans it, but the equipment that takes the material that's been cleaned up and moves it away. We can't let it go into our water system here. How do you feel about uh, being the man who closed down Harrington's? Well, it's still early, <laughs> and I'm hopeful that people will not uh, will still be able to get the liquid refreshment uh, at the normal time. And of course, if the normal time is now, then they have a problem. This is Jerry Wilcox at Front in Sacramento in downtown San Francisco. Thank you much, Jerry. <laughs> the man who closed down Harrington's, <laughs> Dr. Mervyn Silverman. All right, well, uh, as you heard, he has taken the precaution of closing Front Street there between uh, California and Sacramento. And because there is some uh, contaminated material there on that uh, sidewalk and street that was not cleaned up, they inadvertently missed that. And so Dr. Silverman says, nobody walks here. The offices are open. The offices are open, but uh, don't walk down that street. You're going to be, uh, you're going to be in trouble. But the area offices here in the Embarcadero Center, for instance, and uh, all around us, they are open. Just don't move on the cordoned off areas. There are a couple of those still left in uh, this area where the disaster occurred yesterday. KCBS News Time, 7.30. And weather information now from Bob Hallman. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, now we'll make it short and sweet. Fair and mild through Thursday. Highs from the upper 60s near the coast to the 70s and 80s inland. That includes the 70 for downtown San Francisco. Warmest Bay Area temperatures in the mid-80s. Sierra remains fair. Very warm, 87 for a high. Now with a look at Bay Area traffic, here's Chris Brecher. We uh, have no stalls or accidents reported through the South Bay, but there are traffic signals out of order all along Highway 237 through Santa Clara and into Mountain View. You'll find no stalls or accidents in the East Bay, just some heavy traffic to the Caldecott and about an 8 to 10 minute delay at the Bay Ridge Toll Plaza. KCBS News Time, 731.
What better way to enjoy the rest of summer than with a new front-wheel drive Dodge and cash in your pocket? So Dodge and participating Dodge dealers are contributing to give you a cash rebate. Cash to help you fight high interest rates. Come to Dodge. Get from $300 to $700 cash depending on the new 81 Dodge car or truck you buy. Cash now, when you need it most. Buy or lease a new 81 front-wheel drive Dodge Aries K. Make your best deal and get $500 cash on top of it. Buy an 81 Dodge Omni or Mitsubishi Import and get $300 cash. Buy a Dodge 024 or a sporty new Charger 2.2 and get $300 cash. Buy any Dodge Ram Charger or full-size pickup truck and get up to $700 cash. A check direct from Dodge. Money you can apply to your down payment or use any other way you want. This offer excludes misers and vans and you must take delivery by August 31st. See a participating Dodge dealer for complete details. Helping you fight high interest rates with cash is another reason why Dodge is the fastest growing American car line. The news magazine is going to be devoted entirely to that big gas leak and the PCB spill. Lila Peterson will have Fire Chief Andy Casper, Phil Day from the Office of Emergency Services, and a representative from PG&E. That'll be today at 1 o'clock on the news magazine with Lila Peterson. That's the show I know you won't want to miss. You're the one who knows what's going on. You're the one your friends depend upon. You're the ones who keep you up to date on everything around the Golden And good morning from KCBS News Radio. I'm Al Hart. I'm Ken Ackerman. And these are the headlines. The fate of Amtrak to be discussed today. Megan and Sadat have agreed to resume the Palestinian autonomy talks next month. And UN Ambassador Jean Kirkpatrick says India is leading more toward Moscow than Washington. An equipment malfunction aboard Voyager 2 last night. Scientists aren't going to get as many pictures of Saturn as they thought. Now, we'll also hear from Ray Hutchinson. Stocks after half an hour on the rise, trading is heavy. Chris Brecher will be here with traffic, Bob Hallman with more weather, but right now, let's get to the news about Amtrak. The board of directors is meeting this morning to decide what changes, if any, in the system because of cuts by the Reagan administration. And Les Woodruff is in our Washington bureau and has details on that story. Good morning, Les. Good morning, Al. A dire prediction of drastic cuts in service apparently will not occur. The board is expected to announce later this morning that efficiency of operation coupled with only about a 10% reduction in service will leave most of the system intact. Scheduled to be cut, however, is the Pacific International that goes from Seattle to Vancouver, British Columbia. A couple of trains from the Midwest to the coast may also be consolidated and some rerouting take place, but it looks now, for the most part, that the Amtrak system on the West Coast will remain intact. One other note, Mayor Diane Feinstein, who came to Washington yesterday for a series of meetings on urban economics and shipbuilding in the Bay Area, is on her way back to San Francisco. The U.S. Conference of Mayors indicating that Mayor Feinstein is expected to arrive at about 11 o'clock, and the reason for that, of course, is the gas leak. Gentlemen, uh, that's yes. it from Washington. All right, thank you, Les, and uh, we'll hear from Les a little bit later on in the day. KCBS News Time is now... 7.35. Back to Ken. Israeli Prime Minister Begin is no doubt happy with his two-day summit with Egyptian President Sadat, in which the two leaders agreed to resume the stalled Palestinian autonomy talks. Begin today heaped the praise on Sadat, calling the Alexandria session, which ended today, a very fruitful discussion. The Voyager 2 spacecraft seemed at first to be okay after it flew behind Saturn early today during a period of radio silence. When Voyager came out on the other side of the ring planet, radio contact was re-established. But the scientists at JPL in Pasadena were not able to receive any pictures of Saturn 
just deep space. The camera pointed the wrong way. The project engineers say they don't know exactly what is wrong. It seems to be a problem with the movable platform on which the cameras are mounted. Otherwise, Voyager is A-OK right now, but a billion miles out there, Al. Yeah, it's quite a feat. Uh, even if they have a little glitch or two, it's incredible what the, the Voyager has done. Several of President Reagan's cabinet members meet today in Santa Barbara to talk about Pentagon spending. Details from Roger Gittin. The meeting will be held at Cottage Number 8 under the eucalyptus trees beside the Biltmore Hotel's croquet court. In those genteel surroundings, Defense Secretary Casper Weinberger and Budget Director David Stockman will do some bureaucratic mud wrestling. The referee will be Presidential Counselor Ed Meese. The match has been arranged because Stockman and Weinberger apparently can't agree on how to control Pentagon spending. They met last week in Los Angeles, but Mr. Reagan sent them away with orders to keep trying to come up with a formula which will allow the military to upgrade its capabilities while reducing expenditures. While they're thrashing it out today, the president intends to stay above the battle, well above at his mountaintop ranch in the Santa Inez Mountains. Roger Gittin, Santa Barbara. At a news conference in Nepal today, United States Ambassador to the United Nations, Jean Kirkpatrick, said the relationship between India and the United States has deteriorated. Kirkpatrick said that in many areas, India has closer ties with Moscow than with Washington. And she wondered, aloud, why the government of India prefers to have closer relationships with that dictatorship than with a democracy. KCBS News Time is now 23 minutes before 8 o'clock, and I think it's time we took a look at traffic, and for that, of course, we always go to Chris Brecher, and uh, what's it like now, Chris? Well, we just had a serious accident in the South Bay. It's northbound 17, just past Hamilton Avenue. There are some injuries involved. Northbound 17, just past Hamilton Avenue. There's a stalled camper northbound on the Golden Gate Bridge. It's being pushed off to the Marin County side. Southbound 101 traffic, a little slow between Marin City and Spencer, says AAA, but then doing fairly well over the rest of the wall. Grade. Westbound 24 traffic is stop and go for about a quarter of a mile past the Arinda Crossroads, then it's 25 to the Caldecott Tunnel. All right, thank you, Chris. Come on back to work. Everything is okay here. They're still cleaning up a couple of little pockets of contamination that they uh, missed uh, during the work last night. They had a tremendous crew here. They cleaned the streets and the sidewalks and got contamination off some of the buildings and the cars, and uh, we'll have more about that as the morning continues here. And by the way, this afternoon, the news magazine with Lila is going to be devoted entirely to the big gas leak and the PCB spill. And Lila will have as her guest Fire Chief Andy Casper, Phil Day from the Office of Emergency Services, and a representative from PG&E. So uh, be sure to be listening 1 o'clock today on the News Magazine with Lila Peterson. Hi, I'm Don Edgerton with Interceptor Alarms. And I'd like to ask all of you a question. What is the next item you're going to purchase for your home? Maybe a TV, a stereo, or possibly some new furniture? We all have certain things that are priorities for our homes. But does it really make sense to purchase these items before you buy an alarm system? I don't think so. Because if you let a burglar or vandal into your home, he could destroy your new items as well as everything else you own. And there's always the possibility of one of your loved ones having a confrontation with one of these parasites. Let's face it, the economy is slowing down a bit. Money is tight, and that creates more burglars. It also means it would be harder for you to replace the items you lose. Interceptor stops the burglar outside. We cover every square inch of your home, including all glass areas. An Interceptor is totally wireless, plus there are no monthly service charges. So why don't you make protection a priority? Call Interceptor right now. 408-727-9460. Interceptor, 408-727-9460. That's Interceptor, 408-727-9460.
And repeating, the area is safe down here in the financial district around Embarcadero Center where the gas leak occurred yesterday. They've cleaned everything up just about. They have a couple of little pockets that they still are working on, and those are closed off. And uh, they advise you not to walk in those areas. But everything else, the buildings were all open for business. Come on down and join us. 55 in the city of San Francisco. In 1955, just about $2,000 would purchase a brand new car out the door. Today, well, $2,000 is what a cash rebate is all about. Hello, I'm Carl Ames, General Manager of Peninsula Mazda in Redwood City. And what you have heard may be shocking news, perhaps. But my problem is a lot bigger than just $2,000. I've got too many new 81 Mazdas in stock. So what I've done is increased my cash rebates to unheard of amounts for our final and total clean-out sale. All this cash is paid at the time of delivery. We will cash rebate $2,000 on RX-7 GSLs, $1,200 on 626 luxury models, and $700 cash back on station wagons or pickup trucks. But hurry while we got them, because this offer applies only to cars in stock. And by the way, while you're racing down here, don't forget your trade-in. We need them for our used car department. Yes, all this plus our easy payment plan. Just bring your good credit to Peninsula Mazda, El Camino at Whipple in Redwood City. Ask for me. I'll be there to meet you. Open seven days, nine to nine. And KCBS News Time is now 20 minutes before 8 o'clock, and we'll take a brief look at sports to keep you up to date on what happened yesterday. The Giants beat St. Louis 4-2 in yesterday's ball game, and that was good news, but the A's didn't fare so well. They lost 2 to nothing to Cleveland. They not only lost the game, they lost first place. They're out of it by a half a game now. The White Sox are back in because Dennis Lamb pitched a one-hitter. He almost had a no-hitter in Milwaukee last night, but in the ninth inning... Robin Yount punched a 3-2 pitch into shallow left center field. That was a leadoff double in the ninth, and that was the only hit that they got. But uh, Lamp settled for a one-hitter. He said that was all right with me and got a 5-1 win over the Brewers. In other American League games, Detroit edging Kansas City 4-3. That game went 10 innings. And by the way, that's the Tigers' 10th win in their last 11 games. They are really roaring. The Minnesota Twins shut out the Yankees 3-0, and Texas beat Toronto 6-1. In the National League, the Atl oh wait a minute, I have another uh, game in the American League. Texas beat Toronto six to one, and uh, Baltimore at uh, let's see, Boston at California. The Angels beat the Red Sox eight to seven. That game went ten innings. In the National League, the Atlanta Braves got a grand slammer from Bruce Benedict plus five RBIs from Chris Chambliss, and they really pounded the Phillies twelve to two. Gary Carter had a grand slam homer and six RBIs as Montreal clubbed the Cincinnati Reds nine to one, and the New York Mets shaded Houston two to one on rookie Wilson's uh, eighth inning homer, and also the Dodgers got by the Pirates 9-7 to seven in 11 innings, the Cubs shading the Padres 4-3. to three. What happened in tennis? The women's $100,000 tennis tournament in Mawa, New Jersey lost two of its top four seeds. Top seed Andrea Yeager had to withdraw because of a shoulder injury, and of course that may also uh, hurt her as appearance in the U.S. Open next week. In addition, 17-year-old Pam Cassell of Fairfield, New Jersey upset the fourth seed, Wendy Turnbull, Six love, six two. That's sports. This is Al Hart. Today, a lot of banks are giving excuses for not giving business loans. What's happened to my accounts receivable loan? It's been five months. Oh, that. Well, the loan committee is still out. But don't be discouraged. At last count, it was 20 to 10 in your favor. Well, how about my inventory financing? Oh, dear. You didn't answer one of the questions on your loan application. Now, what was your great-grandmother's confirmation name? If you really want a loan, you ought to come to Lloyd's. Because instead of giving excuses, we're giving loans. What's more, Lloyd's is one of the few major banks in California with a loan committee of one. So once we have all the information, 
You'll get your answer fast. Mr. Davis, about your accounts receivable and inventory financing? Uh, yes? Yes. At Lloyd's, we're in business to make business loans. Isn't that one of the reasons you have a business bank in the first place? Because at Lloyd's Bank, California, we know who we work for. Member FDIC. It's 7.43 and business as usual here in the financial district around the Embarcadero Center. Come on back to work. Everything is all right. They've cleaned up just about everything in the area. The PCB uh, danger is over. Just a, a couple of minor little areas that they're working on right now. One of them is Front Street between California and uh, uh, Sacramento, right in front of Harrington's there, where somebody uh, missed cleaning up a little spot, and uh, they're working on that right now. But don't go in that particular street, if you will. All the other areas are open for business. Uh, nothing wrong with the buildings. Come on in. Everything is okay. Howdy, everybody. This is Bob Tallman, and I'd like to invite you to the newest, craziest, most incredible place this side of Gillies. It's called the Silver Dollar Casino Saloon at Harold's Club in Reno. Would you believe the largest cowboy hat in the world? Neon Bucking Broncos. And if that's not enough, you'll be served by electric cowboys and cowgirls. If you're looking for the time of your life, don't miss the Silver Dollar Casino Saloon. It's electric. For good old-fashioned western fun, it's Harold's Club in Reno. Listen, and you know it all. Good morning from KCBS News Radio. I'm Al Hart. Ken Ackerman's here. These are the headlines. People are now being allowed back into the financial district of San Francisco, and crews are still cleaning up the mess caused by that gas rupture. And the San Francisco coroner says a suspect who died in police custody choked on his own vomit. And the San Francisco coroner, uh, the jury in the Larry Layton trial, has watched film made at Jonestown shortly before the mass suicide. And also coming up, of course, we're going to have some traffic news, and that will be coming from Chris Bretchard. Most of our problems are in the South Bay, where the traffic signals are out of order all along Highway 237. There's an accident northbound 17 near Hamilton Avenue, and very heavy traffic now on the Dumbarton Bridge. The Muni's 55 line still is turning around at Sacramento and Kearney in the city to avoid the area that's still cordoned off because of the cleanup downtown. And I understand you're going to tell us all about that now, Al. All right, thank you very much. That uh, is the latest from Chris Brecher, who will continue to give those traffic reports that a lot of people are mightily interested in this morning. And now over to Ken Ackerman. And updating the 24 hours of, uh, well, some call it madness here in downtown San Francisco. Van, what's the latest? We haven't quite reached 24 hours, but there are still residual problems from yesterday's gas leak that forced the evacuation of some estimated 30,000 people from the financial district here at Sacramento and Battery Streets in the, the city. Uh, people are being allowed to return to their office buildings this morning, although there are still some problems in the streets. We will hear shortly about that from Jerry Wilcox, who is down there. We understand that uh, yesterday's incident was considered serious enough to have Mayor Feinstein come back to town. She had been in Washington, D.C. to do the eternal lobbying that seems to be necessary for San Francisco to get the money at once from the federal government. She, we understand, is flying back to the city this morning. The man acting in her stead has some real problems with what went on yesterday, as we hear in this report from Bob Melrose. Supervisor Lee Dolson, acting as mayor since Diane Feinstein is out of town, was at the scene and noticed some things wrong with communications and transportation. I asked him if recent earthquakes, high-rise fires, and six alarm fires are trying to tell the city something. I don't know who's trying to tell us something, but disasters are almost always in the cards. The only question is when and where. 
uh, no uh, civilization has gone long without some kind of an emergency, without some kind of disaster, despite the tremendous variance in human ingenuity, we never seem to be able to guard completely against it, and uh, yet uh, there's no excuse for the lack of preparedness that we have here today. Dolson says he is going to give a full report to the mayor and hopes more money will be given to the city's disaster office. Bob Melrose, San Francisco. In the meantime, as far as we know, there are no lingering serious injuries from yesterday's incident. A fortunate occurrence indeed. Very fortunate when that amount of gas gets into the air and the concentrations that were uh, present yesterday and nothing ignites that very volatile substance. For more on what's happening this morning down on the streets and in the financial district that was affected yesterday, we go to this live report from Jerry Wilcox. Good morning. We hoped, of course, that the streets would be open this morning at about 6.30. Uh, we're talking about Sacramento Street and Battery Street. But then uh, Dr. Mervyn Silverman came to the scene for a personal on-site inspection. As a matter of fact, the police officers who were here had started to open up Battery Street at one point at about 6.30. And they heard that Silverman was coming and did not want them to open it until he looked it over. Well, he looked it over and found it lacking. There was uh, debris sandy debris, the material they've used to soak up the, uh, the oily PCB, uh, still around some parked cars. He wanted that cleaned up before a battery was to be reopened. So, they are working on that now. They're still working on Sacramento Street, and in the course of touring around the block, Dr. Silverman was stopped by Mrs. Leo Harrington of Harrington's Bar and Grill, who was quite upset, quite angry, because she had been here uh, during the early morning hours in Harrington's uh, fronts on uh, Front Street uh, near Sacramento, and she said that she had tried to get people to clean off the sidewalks in that area all night long, and that the uh, crews had ignored her. Well, there is something on the sidewalks there, and it appears that it is the material that contains the PCB. It has not been cleaned off, so Dr. Silverman immediately ordered that the street be closed. Well, the street was closed, but the uh, yellow ribbons that they're using to cordon it off were not available at the time. So Dr. Silverman found himself standing on the corner, uh, acting as sort of a, uh, a policeman, keeping people off the sidewalk, and as a matter of fact, I was even helping him do that at one point. Uh, people uh, who walk through this uh, sandy material uh, are told to get rid of the shoes, and that means that the almost new pair of shoes that I'm wearing, I can say goodbye to. In any event, Front uh, Street is now closed off between California and Clay, and Sacramento is still closed between Sansom, and uh, Sacramento would be closed between Sansom and Clay, or uh, Front, that is, and Battery is still closed between uh, Clay and California. All right, thank you very much, Jerry. Sorry about your shoes, but that's uh, one of the hazards of the job. I think there are a lot of people who are in, in that particular fix. And we'll have more about uh, uh, the clothing that uh, you wore when you were out, uh, perhaps just standing around, or you were a reporter on the scene. We're going to be talking to people what you can do with that uh, clothing. I think the best thing is to put it in a plastic bag if it was damaged. If you can see some uh, residual effect of, uh, of that oily residue on your clothing, and particularly, as Jerry said, your shoes. Put those in a plastic bag and we'll tell you what to do with them just uh, a little bit later on. 55 right now in San Francisco. Back to Ken. Are your shoes nine C's? I don't know that they were nine. They well, they're $125 oh handmade special. Let's head down to the South Bay now, Al. Uh, Japan apparently has backed away for the time being from its uh, threat to stop importing all fruit and vegetables from California. And, uh, Bill Polish, what sort of a back away is this? 
That's a temporary one, Kenny. Japan's been very worried that one day it's going to import a medfly along with a load of oranges or strawberries or lemons that uh, they buy from this country. The Japanese toyed with the idea of putting a complete blanket ban on all of the Golden State's produce, but after a week of tough negotiating, that ban apparently is not going to be imposed at all. U.S. and Japanese agricultural experts met and have decided in about apparently, that the federal government will provide certificates showing that vegetables and fruit grown outside the quarantine zones are free of the medfly infestation. In the meantime, medfly officials are still trying to find out whether five medflies, which were trapped in the Los Angeles suburb of Baldwin Park, are sterile or fertile. Now, those flies were rushed aboard a PSA jetliner to the Food and Agriculture Department's entomology lab in Sacramento last night. Medfly fighters have said if the fly turns out to be fertile, aerial spraying over Southern California could begin within the next 24 hours in an area about 350 miles away from the current six-county medfly quarantine zone. Bill Polish reporting live from the South Bay Bureau. And we thank you, Bill. On our other news line, we have Peter Weiner, who is a special assistant to Governor Brown. And good morning to you, Mr. Weiner. Good morning, Al. I understand there are a couple of bills uh, in the legislature which may involve such disasters as yesterday's gas leak here in the city and uh, may help us out. That's correct. The gas leak in the city, which involved PCBs, as well as the silicon tetrachloride leak the other day in South San Francisco, are ones that obviously need to be cleaned up. The question is, how do we pay for such things? And of course, the city has to front the money in the first place because it's an emergency and we have to do something. But in the long run, we don't think that the taxpayers should have to pay front that cost. We have, are supporting two bills, SB 618 by Senator Carpenter and AB 69 by Assemblywoman Tanner, both of which will be heard today, which could provide the monies to clean up these kinds of spills if a financially responsible party can't be found. Because after all, if a subcontractor for PG&E is found liable in this instance and doesn't have insurance or enough insurance, he may go bankrupt. So how do we pay for it? Well, we'd like to do it through a tax on hazardous waste. And these bills would do that, but they do need to be amended. And we are asking the authors to amend them so that we may qualify for available federal funds to clean up these emergencies and also provide state funding to do so if the Reagan administration will not help us. Mr. Weiner, are these bills up for action today in the legislature? Sure are. And uh, is this a committee action or a full legislative action? These are for committee action. Uh, both bills are in the final uh, stages of enactment. AB 69 is before the Senate Policy Committee, Health and Welfare, today, this afternoon. And Senator Carpenter's bill is before the Assembly Ways and Means Committee. We are asking both authors to amend them to make sure that they cover emergencies that involve these kinds of releases of hazardous substances rather than solely abandoned waste sites, just as the federal Superfund does. All right, we'll keep our fingers crossed on that. Thank you very much, Mr. Weiner. Thank you. Peter Weiner, special assistant to uh, Governor Brown, talking about a couple of bills, SB 618 and uh, AB 69, in for committee action today. And as Mr. Weiner told you, uh, the governor's office would like to see them amended and uh, see if we can find out some way to uh, get the bills paid from uh, all of this mess that happened yesterday in the financial district in San Francisco. Now, what is happening on the market? That's been a mess for the past couple of days. Is it improving? Maybe so. But here's Hutch with the story. Hutch? Well, first off, speaking of bills, Al, when our manager takes all of you out shoe shopping on Saturday, Mr. Ray Barnett is going to be very, very pleased to learn that all of his reporters wear fine imported $150 shoes. You bet. <laughs> That's very impressive. He's Absolutely. Be really impressed. 30 industrials are up 
0.95 at 902.77. I think yours are always Gucci's, right, Al? They're special order. Let me say that. Transportation's up 0.40. Utilities are down 0.07. Advancing stocks lead decliners 642 to 368. The index higher by 0.15, the volume 8,800,000 shares. Korea is ready to award a $100 million turbine job to somebody. Two U.S. companies involved there in the running among six firms all told around the world. GE is there. It's unchanged at 56 and 5 eighths. Also in the running, Westinghouse down an eighth at 28 and a quarter. Ray Hutchinson from the Pacific Stock Exchange. We're from Coit. We'll ring your bell. We'll get your drink and carpets will be swell. So give us a call. Now's the time. It's Hello Coit. And goodbye, grit and grime. Think of the way rust corrodes iron. Grime works the same way in your draperies. Grime is that combination of dirt, dust, and smoke that seeps into your draperies and can actually eat away the fabric. But you can stop grime with the help of the people from Coit, the world's largest drapery cleaners. The people from Coit are tops in their field. They know everything there is to know about getting rid of drapery grime. After Coit's special treatment cleaning, your drapes will have perfect pleats and straight hems, and there is no shrinkage. And they look like new again, and of course, they'll last years longer. Don't let grime cut your drapery's life short. Call the experts at Coit. Ask for a free estimate. That's Coit, C-O-I-T. Coit, drapery and carpet cleaners. They're right there in your phone book. And Coit is open today till 9 p.m. Open as always for business. Chris Bretcher on traffic. Well, it's only Wednesday, and already I think three times this week we've had things dropping off trucks and causing hazards in the road. This latest occurrence is westbound on the upper deck of the San Rafael Bridge. It's just as you approach the Marin County side, and there are some large chunks of debris that have fallen off the back of a truck there in all the lanes. This is on the upper deck of the San Rafael Bridge, just as you approach the Marin County side. In the South Bay, the accident northbound 17 near Hamilton Avenue, and on Highway 237, the traffic signals are out of order all the way across, so expect a good traffic jam there. A lot of heavy traffic on the Dumbarton. This is Ed Hart for Union Bank. Perhaps you've heard interest rate ceilings have been lifted on some bank savings instruments. And Union Bank now offers 30-month money market bonds, providing you the opportunity of locking in today's high rates of interest. These attractive rates are tied to yields on treasury securities of comparable maturities and will be set every two weeks. In a moment, your announcer will tell you the current rate. Acquiring Union Bank money market bonds couldn't be simpler. All you need is a minimum of $500 and a visit to any Union Bank office. An important fact to keep in mind, your Union Bank accounts are fully insured up to $100,000. There's a substantial interest penalty for early redemption. For full information on this new investment opportunity, stop by any Union Bank office. Ed Hart for Union Bank, member FDIC. Now here's the current rate on Union Bank 30-month money market bonds. The current rate on the Union Bank money market bond, good through August 31st, is 15.65%, with an annualized yield of 16.94%. All Macy's are going to have a very special White Flower Day this Saturday. That's right, White Flower Day on Saturday to make your shopping even more convenient. You'll find outstanding values in almost every department at Macy's. Be there when the doors open this Saturday morning for a very special White Flower Day sale at Macy's. White Flower Day. White Flower Day. White Flower Day. 7.58 is the time and a little weather from Bob Hallman. Continued warming trend out looks like a nice day. Coastal areas also very little fog or low clouds. The fair and warmer weather will continue.
All right, and that's uh, short and sweet. 55 right now in San Francisco, 59 in San Jose, and at San Francisco International Airport, 54 degrees. Own a Cadillac? Of course you can. A George Olson Cadillac. This is George Olson of George Olson Cadillac in downtown San Francisco, and we want to make it easy for you to buy or lease during our 1981 Cadillac year-end closeout. We substantially reduce our prices at this time of year to clear out our entire new Cadillac inventory. You'll save extra hundreds of dollars if you act right away while we are offering huge discounts to encourage you to buy or lease now from this year's largest Cadillac selection. We are also offering 13.8% APR GMAC financing on credit approval this month only. This is far below prime rate and will save you hundreds from regular financing. Turn your life on and make your kind of deal today at George Olson Cadillac. 999 Van Ness Avenue at the corner of O'Farrell Street in downtown San Francisco. 48 years a GM dealer, a Time Magazine quality dealer, and one of the nation's top ten in Cadillac customer satisfaction. Good morning from News Radio. Come on back in. Everybody's safe now. No, they've cleaned up the mess in San Francisco, and you can go to work. I'm Al Hart. I'm Ken Ackerman. And in a moment, details on these and other stories. But the experts are advising caution in handling cars and clothing. And we'll talk with a PG&E official about the utilities cleanup plans. And the San Francisco coroner has released a report on the man whose family says he was fatally beaten by the police. Also coming up in the next half hour, business updates from Ray Hutchinson. And, of course, we'll have... Reed Collins, CBS News. KCBS News Time, 806. Beat check. The PCB cleanup continues in a several block area of downtown San Francisco, and another street has been closed off. Jerry Wilcox at Front and Sacramento Streets. City Health Director Dr. Mervyn Silverman has now closed off Front Street between Clay and California after he discovered the sidewalks had not been cleaned. Now for some health aspects of this spill. Here's Wilson Van Alst. While state and local health officials continue to say the PCB contamination from yesterday's release is below established danger thresholds, there are critics who argue that no level of PCB exposure is safe. In the meantime, people whose clothes and footwear show signs of the PCB-laden oil film are being advised to store those items in not one but two plastic bags and wait for disposal instructions from PG&E. News of the South Bay now with Bill Polish. Scientists in Sacramento still operating on five medflies found near Los Angeles yesterday. They still don't know if those flies are fertile or not. And Mary Golke, the longest living heart lung transplant patient in the world, goes home next week, five months after receiving the new organs at Stanford University. More on B-Check now from our Washington Bureau. This is Les Woodruff. The National Black Police Officers Association is meeting in Washington to make their recommendations on reducing violent crime in the cities. Timothy Williams, spokesman for California's representatives, says the recruitment of minority officers is their main concern. Now here is Ray Hutchinson at the Pacific Stock Exchange. Stocks were higher earlier but have now turned mixed as the Dow has suddenly headed downward once again. It's at 901.16, that's down 0.66. Not a Karen Stanley in Sacramento. No, I'm going to go to Chris Fletcher, wherever she is. <laughs> you're not in Sacramento, you're right here in our studios. No, I don't think so, and we have no stalls or accidents reported in Sacramento either. We do have the accident north... Remember to follow the News Vault from KCBS Radio on social media. On Facebook, we're at News Vault Podcast. On Twitter, find us at News Vault SF. On Instagram, we're at News Vault. Until our next episode, you are leaving the News Vault from KCBS Radio.
really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 